0: You know, there's something about Christ the King Sunday that has always made me uncomfortable. It feels like this big, ugly dose of darkness when my mind and my heart are reaching for the lightness of babies in mangers, spending time with family and ugly sweater parties. (laughs) Why are we hearing about crosses and condemned criminals now? on the eve of advent the flower guild has planted the advent wreath the blue and pink candles have been delivered the worship committee has had its last check-in before the season begins advent is upon us saint paul's benicia is ready let's roll (laughs) not so fast says the lectionary before we do anything else We must pause to proclaim that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of all creation, the head over dominions, rulers, and powers, the righteous branch, King David, king over one and all. But you know, I was born and raised in a nation that has the rejection of kingship as its founding legend. I've come of age in a political system that has been carefully crafted and refined for 200 plus years to avoid kings. So the language of proclaiming Jesus Christ as king over one and all feels awkward to me. To put it mildly, to put it forcefully, it's just silly and archaic to devote an entire Sunday to labeling Christ with this human political term, king. I mean, isn't our Lord supposed to be above all that? Frankly, aren't we supposed to be above all that? Why on earth would we throw Jesus into the dumpster fire that is human politics by calling him our King? Why would we throw him into a dumpster fire that has been particularly dumpstery and fiery this week? (laughs) But celebrate Christ the King Sunday, we must. So the core question for me today is, what does it look like for our church to come together and to proclaim Christ is King in our time and in our place? You know, sometimes when I ask the Holy Spirit questions like this, I get weird and cryptic answers that don't make any sense. But for once, this time, I got a clear answer. It's a one-word answer. A church that is ruled and led by Christ the King is purple. <laughs> Let me explain. Please. Okay. There are not many spaces left in this nation, either physical or digital, where Republicans and Democrats hang out together. On election night, TV stations throw up maps of this country with each state colored red or blue. We've watched these political parties drift apart before our eyes. And just this week, we've witnessed the deepening and widening of this chasm as the impeachment hearings have unfolded. Sometimes it feels like this is the dreadful portent and great sign from heaven that we heard about in last week's gospel for telling the end of our world as we know it. But St. Paul's Episcopal Church, Benicia, is a purple place. Every Sunday, red and blue, Republicans and Democrats come to this building to worship God, have a cup of coffee together, and support one another through the tough times. We do this because all of us have voted for the same leader. No, not the same president, but the same God, the same Lord, the same Jesus that we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When we proclaim that Christ is king, we are loudly declaring that no TV pundit can color us red or blue, but that we are purple. The color of royalty. It's the color of our king, who was tortured and mocked and nailed to the cross. It's the color of our shepherd, who used his dying breaths to pronounce forgiveness and reconciliation to the criminal at his side. So, why on earth would we throw Jesus into the dumpster fire that is human politics by calling him our king? Well, maybe, maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe we should throw the dumpster fire that is human politics into the saving embrace of Jesus. The church is one of the last purple places in the nation. And it just so happens that we have incredible resources and experiences in the work of forgiveness and reconciliation, because it begins with each one of us. Each one of us has received God's grace and forgiveness. And because of that, we can offer it to others. Perhaps, like Christ, we can offer this grace and forgiveness in the midst of our own suffering, in the midst of our own dying, even. I'd like to invite you, the people gathered here, the members of this congregation, to dream with me. I have a vision of this church as ground zero for reconciliation in this politically divided nation. How might our congregation of St. Paul's Venetia be a leader and a shepherd in this hard and critical work? How might we proudly proclaim that Christ is King, we are purple, and we have a unique gift to share the world, this world that is desperate for a path back to unity, a path back to connection? Every single Sunday, we are here telling a story about God making something beautiful out of brokenness. What would it look like to offer this vision to the nation, to offer this vision of beauty made out of our country's broken political life? I read an interesting blog post this week on this passage in Luke, where the commentator wrote about Jesus and the criminals. He told a story about a woman on death row who experienced a deep conversion to Christianity. She obtained a certificate in theology and pastored to her fellow inmates and nonetheless was executed for murder. Someone left a comment on the blog post saying that the blog post was unhelpful, challenging, and inflammatory The writer said, and I quote, I don't want to discuss the criminal justice system in worship or Bible study. I would prefer to focus on the love of Christ. Perhaps we would prefer to focus on the love of Christ. The love that multiplies loaves and fishes, heals the sick, and welcomes the little children. But we mustn't forget that Christ's love was powerful. It was political. It brought death to its knees, and it conquered sin with the might of a million armies and 1,000 kings. Perhaps this love can even heal the political division that is tearing the heart of our nation in two. Perhaps the love of Christ can stir in the heart Of this purple congregation. And call us to the healing work of proclaiming that we are one. We are forgiven. And we are reconciled to God. Through Christ the King. Amen.